Hi, friends, and welcome to the Dreamer Endurer podcast. I'm your host, Brianne Johnson. I designed this space to be a place that we can discuss dreaming big despite the setbacks and fears that come with it. I invite you to come along this journey with me as we embrace our stories and share our journeys. So let's dream big together and get intentional about making it happen. there friends welcome back to the dreamer and doer podcast i am so excited for today it's a dreamer and doer first i am actually interviewing two people at the same time today so today we have jessica nordskog and carrie anton they are the authors of me myself and ideas the ultimate guide to brainstorming solo and i have a copy of the book i've been looking over it the past couple weeks or so And it was the book I needed, and I didn't even know I needed it. So welcome, Jessica and Carrie. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. This is so much fun. Why don't you go ahead and tell my readers a little bit more about you, your background, where you're from, all that fun stuff. Sure. So um, Jessica and I met when we were at American Girl. We worked there. um, Jessica worked as a magazine lifestyle editor, and I worked as a nonfiction book editor. Um, and then Jessica actually went on to do um, product de- or product design, so she designed a lot of the toys and things like that. Um, and so we met while we were there, and, um, you know, just working in toys in the creative field, we were naturally in a lot of brainstorms and, you know, coming up with new product ideas and coming up with Um, you know, features for the magazine, new book topics, things like that. And so um, that was just sort of how we all worked. Like it was always like sort of this group environment. And then, you know, we would figure out our projects and sort of move forward from there. Um, And we loved that work. It's, you know, Jessica and I are just naturally creative people. We love making crafts. We're um, always just, you know, trying to think of new fun things to do and following people on, you know, blogs and Instagram to see what they're making. And so we would get together and talk about how we could kind of do what we would do next, like with our Mm -hmm. creative destiny. Like we really liked working in American Girl, um, really liked the, you know, the work that we did there. But, you know, there's still some of the hardships that come with being in a corporate environment. Um, You know, your creativity isn't always your own. It's, you know, there's always other cooks in the kitchen. And um, when you were talking about being an editor and I, I like read that I was thinking that's got to be so hard because it's like one thing to create your own ideas but to have to create something I feel like so specific would be so hard for me I mean I know it would come but it's not it doesn't end like you'd have to keep coming up with something you know what I mean yeah and and in fact like um I in the uh seven and a half years that I was at American Girl I edited 40 books um and about I wrote about um, five books and that doesn't even include like you know mini books and all yeah. this other stuff those were just like you know regular nonfiction books and so yeah I mean sometimes we were doing as a you know like my book team of three to four people we were doing sometimes 13 to 16 books a season um, some of those we would write ourselves and then some we would have authors for so yeah there's a it's a lot of juggling but it's also a lot of like how do we keep you know the eight to 12 year old girl interested and involved and 
um, you know, following trends and being on point with, yeah. our, you know, with the brand and all of that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot. And, um, you know, and then at the same time you have like the logistics of, you know, costs and, um, you know, <laughs> marketing right. and all of those kinds of things. So and, how, what years did um, you guys work there? I worked there from 2005 to 2015. Okay. And yep, and I was there from 1998 to 2011. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. I feel yeah, like you worked there in a weird transition with like definitely. I remember growing up and just like loving books, loving American Girl, which we have to talk about because I feel like most of the listeners on my podcast, I mean, <laughs> that was such a big I mean, it still is a big thing for little girls, but in a way, I feel like it was more sentimental because we didn't have like technology or screens. So like we were really into American Girl doll, but it changed so much within that, especially I feel like 2005 uh, to 2011. um, I was a freshman in high school in 2006 and I didn't have a cell phone then. So you that even that just proves how much kind of the kid realm has changed. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also Mattel came in. And so there was, you know, there's just different um, initiatives, different goals um, than maybe how Pleasant Roland, who owned the company, wanted it to be. And so, um, so yeah, there, there was a lot of transition and, you know, at that time. And, um, and then just trying to, you know, again, keep up with trends, like you were talking about technology, like how do we build technology into this brand that is very focused on, you know, toy play and and that kind of thing because you know kids still want to be entertained in that way because it's what's new and you know what their friends are doing and that kind of thing so um yeah so we had to find you know like we were constantly trying to think of ideas to um sort of meet both sides you know like and, and make it work and um but at the same time, you know, we had, you know, dolls and toys are fun, but that wasn't always what we wanted to do as adults. And so Jessica and I would um, often get together and just start brainstorming like creative endeavors and ventures and um, business ideas of like what we would do next, you know, and um, Jessica's a designer by trade and I'm a writer by trade. Mm -hmm. And so like we had a lot of things that we could um, partner up on really well together. So we would sit in this tea house that um, used to be in Madison and we would go through and just like come up with all these ideas. And while a lot of people have hard time coming up with business ideas, we had the problem of having too many. <laughs> and so I have um, that problem, too you know, sometimes. Right? <laughs> right. And so like, you know, it seemed like we would sit down and we'd have this long list and then we'd leave and then we'd have more and or the ideas would switch and become, you know, three new right. ideas and. Um, so we started to really look at that and step back and be like, you know what, like with all the brainstorming and creativity that we've had in our past, like maybe that's our thing, like we're idea people. And so that was where we decided, like we started Wonder and Ideas Studio and- Will you tell me more about Wonder and Ideas Studio, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Um, so we started it in 2013 and, um, that was when I had left- American Girl, Jessica had already left and she had um, had a baby. And so she was kind of doing a little bit of design, but mostly being a mom. Um, And I was focusing on my freelance um, business, freelance writing business. And so the wonder kind of was um, like a small side business for us, like a hobby, essentially. And what it allowed us to do is um, it allowed us to 
really focus on trying different things and finding what worked best for our strengths. So in the beginning, we took on a, very, a lot of um, very random jobs, and you know, we're laughing because uh, I think we one were... of them was was um, planning a wedding. Oh, so gosh. yeah, <laughs> and so um, you know, we so but we wanted to see like because we had so many ideas, we wanted we wanted to see where it all led and how it would be right for us going forward, and so that we didn't have to commit too strongly to right. anything. That was, you know, that we would get too far into and then be like, oh, no, this isn't right for us. So we did a lot of, you know, weird things in the beginning, some fun, some not quite right for <laughs> us. But um, but in the end, uh, we decided that we really liked the brainstorming side of things. And then because we already had the background, we were bringing in the writing and design mm. part through like branding and, and marketing. Um, uh, what were some of the things that you tried that were like? not good (laughs) (laughs) no so the wedding I mean the wedding wasn't bad and actually she didn't get married at the end of the day oh my gosh uh, and not not because of us but um so that didn't go very plain one wedding um they don't get married yeah I am a wedding (laughs) luckily we didn't we didn't we didn't get too far in the planning process but (laughs) I'm a wedding photographer too and so so far I've never had a wedding that like hasn't happened or I want to say maybe there was like one or two where they ended up not getting married but part of me is always like what if I do a wedding and they don't get married right like the day of like it all happens (laughs) right I mean I don't think it would happen with my clients that I take on but still like would it ever happen you never know know. yeah you never know (laughs) Um, so that was one that was just very oddball. And the rest of them were just, um, you know, we were kind of taking on work for the experience mm-hmm. side of it, less than the actual, um, you know, the pay or anything like yeah, that. Like, and so I'm, I'm remembering one one person that we worked with wanted help in doing a Kickstarter campaign. So writing the Kickstarter mm. campaign, designing some swag to give away Another one, we helped put together a book proposal. So it was just very random things. You're just expert yeah, idea felt... people. Right. So you're good at Yeah, that. and that's the thing is that ideas and ideation is kind of far-reaching, and we knew that going in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, over the years, we we realized, like, it's a little too far-reaching, and we, did, we needed to narrow the scope and focus in. And the other problem was, um, you know, just the hours that would go in for, like, for Jessica for design would often be more hours needed mm. than I would need for writing. And so finding a balance in the workload between the two of us when it was focused on, when the work was focused on branding and marketing, it just made it feel like I was just doing administrative work and she was getting to do kind of more of the creative stuff. Mm. And so that was just not the right balance. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and we had what we, we had learned both, was we had both had our own freelance job, you know, gigs. Right. So we were both <laughs> doing that on our own anyway. So we really wanted to find something that we could do together. Yeah, and so this allowed us to separate the like we always knew that like if something came from Wonder, where you know we helped somebody name a business, and now they needed a logo, they could then break off and go to Jessica by herself and her Mm, freelance skills and then I wouldn't need to be involved and it wouldn't have to kind of fall under the wonder umbrella Mm -hmm. 
So that was a smart choice for us because it just allowed the work that we did together to be stuff that was truly together. Um, and so when we, um, when we, as we kind of figured that out, like brainstorming became the true focus. And we, um, in 2018, February of 2018, we relaunched the business just because at that point, Jessica's son was in school and my freelance business was, um, you know, more not self-running. I mean, I still had to do writing and that kind of thing, but I was, I had clients. I wasn't having to chase that work. So right. it was a little bit more steady. So I was able to focus more. Or we were, really, we were both able to focus more on, you know, just growing wonder. Um, and so that was kind of how wonder became just about ideas, ideation, creativity, and brainstorming. So when did you guys start writing this book? Like what I'm curious what the conversation was like when you decided, <laughs> hey, let's write a book together. Well, that well, that conversation. You, you want to take yeah, that? <laughs> that, <laughs> that conversation, it's kind of funny, the timing for all of this. So that conversation happened probably, what do you think, Carrie, like a year before that? Yeah, I mean, so Jessica and I, yeah, Jessica and I had been proposing books for a while. Like we had, we had different book topics. Um, I had already had a book agent at that point um, for one of my other book ideas. And so when I was talking to my agent and telling her more about Wonder, she was like, oh, my God, that's a book idea. And so that was probably in about 2017, mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah. And so then that's when I brought it to Jessica. And I'll let Jessica take Right. So she was talking to me about that idea that our agent had and she and we we had always been talking about, you know, how we can help the small business owner. So we decided what if we use that topic, but put the solopreneur spin on it, because so many people are working from home remotely, Mm -hmm. whether they work for a corporation or not. that you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. So what if we came up with this guide on how to create ideas on your own? So that was sort of how it came up. Now the timing of it. So we worked with the agent and she, we put together a proposal. She sent it out in November of last year. I think that was October, November of, of 2018. Yeah. Okay. And no, 2017, excuse me. I know. And, like, what year are we in? I don't even remember. Right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we we kind of got turned down from like the first tier of publishers. And so when we got that news, we were like, you know what? Let's relaunch Wonder. Let's, you know, give this a go. So that's what we did. And we launched it February of 2018. And within two weeks, we got an offer from another publisher so she had sent it out um on like the second round of publishers and we got a couple bites from that one and ended up um, choosing andrews mcmeal and that was within like i said two weeks of of the uh launch of wonder relaunch of wow wonder. So that was a little insane. And had we known all of that was going to happen, we probably <laughs> would have <laughs> would have strategized a little bit differently. But we were yes. just sort of we were in it and we couldn't. Yeah, 
we couldn't go any other way but forward so so that was sort of how that happened and then writing the book was um the manuscript was due end of may beginning of june so it was really a fast forward from uh february until manuscript the book world just it blows my mind like there's just so much behind the scenes stuff that I feel like happens that nobody ever really gets to know about. But I know it takes so much hard work and time and patience. I've played with the idea of writing a book eventually. And I'm just like, just the thought of it kind of, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, scares me a little bit. Right. Because you, once you're in it, like you're in it, you have to push through. And I'm definitely a person who can, um, get discouraged when things get hard and be like, okay, I'm done. Like, what's the next fun what's thing? Next? <laughs> <laughs> right. That I would have to be like, okay. We definitely had those moments. <laughs> I would love if you shared struggles that you had um, while you're writing the book because I know, well, we were just talking about how just podcasting has struggles and technical difficulties. So I'm sure things like that came up with writing the book. Yeah, definitely. Well, part of the problem was because when we were, um, we had just relaunched Wonder um, two weeks prior, we were already sort of had a game plan in mind of what we were going to do with Wonder. And so part of that was doing um, workshops Mm. in the area for small business um, owners and entrepreneurs. And so those are already in the works. And we had, you know, just like any kind of new, um, you know, business venture, we needed to get out there and do marketing. And especially with events, like you're trying to bring people in the door. Um, so it was a lot of work that needed to go into mm. that. So I feel like we barely even started on the book until the end of um, February, early March, because we were so involved in trying to get these workshops that we'd already started mm-hmm. advertising yeah. in. Um, promoting to people. And so, um, you know, that took us down from having, you know, almost three months to having now about two months. Um, And then the other problem, and this is something that um, Jessica and I have just found with running a business together, that it, it, you know, we always try to work to our strengths. And in the past, all the projects that we had really kind of focused on, um, they used our strengths in the ways of Um, you know, they would have Jessica for design and me for writing, and we would pair up really naturally in those ways without any issues. And so with this um, book, the idea was for us both Mm. to write it. And Jess had done, you know, writing when she was at American Girl and that kind of thing. But because it was really my, my career, like that's all I did was writing, I was just naturally faster at it and had a a very different mindset about how to Mm -hmm. go about it. And so, um, that kind of created some struggles between us in terms of, you know, Jessica, you know, she was writing at a slower pace because that's just, it was probably a normal pace. My my natural (laughs) pace is just faster. And so, you know, there was frustrations in that and trying to find a balance between like, okay, um, I still had to go through and, you know, put it all in our voice and, you know, in one voice. Mm -hmm. So it didn't sound like two people were writing the book. And so, um, yeah, so we definitely had to, figure out a balance on, okay, how do we do this going forward without, you know, killing ourselves? And so that was a, that was a big struggle for us. Um, and we found a way around it and, you know, we moved forward and I think we even turned in the manuscript like two days early. (laughs) Um, 
But in the process, like, I mean, like, that was, like, I don't like to think about the oh, summer no. <laughs> or that spring yeah, very much because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was very stressful. I felt like, you know, I was just always at my desk writing, writing, writing. And, but, you know, I also, um, I, I can focus on a project for a very long time. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's a good problem, like a good thing. But sometimes it means like, I don't take breaks. I don't like, I, I was like, I had constant headaches and my stomach yeah. was hurting. And, and so I wasn't giving myself sort of the self-care mm-hmm. that I needed because I was just like so driven to get that, you know, that work done. And so Jessica was doing as much as she could to kind of, you know, provide me outlines and do the research for me so that I could just put it into words. But And I tried, um, I yeah, tried to just... take on a little bit more of our workshop sort of, you know, wonder mm. day-to-day sort of stuff so that that was removed from her plate. So we, you know, it was it was a big struggle, but I think we also were able to have some really tough conversations too and um, to get past some of the struggles that we had. And you guys are both in the same city, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, we're both outside okay. of Madison. I couldn't remember. Yeah, we were talking about how cold it is, and I right. have no right to complain <laughs> if you're in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, well, I want to just mention a couple things about what like I loved about the book. Um, one, I am such a people person, and so like a lot of times I complain about how hard it is to work alone because I just really lack motivation and direction. And I find that when I'm around people, but it's just it's not always possible. And I've had like goal planning books in the past that worked okay, but like it doesn't help if you don't have the idea anyway. Does that make sense? It's so like, I feel like there's so many tools to like really put visions to the goals that I may have. So like, okay, I'm a visionary. I can dream up all the things, but a lot of times there's like little pieces that need to happen for me to get there and that's where I get stuck and -hmm. then if I'm trying to plan or do it on my own and not have maybe a conversation with someone like if I don't have that I find it really hard to move forward and so even just for me there were so many pieces in there that I was like oh that is so smart and that helps a ton just like practicing that creativity side of my brain to start thinking and figure out how to make these ideas actually happen I think that's what was missing. Like, how do I dream up with the idea and, like, start to work on it and accomplish it? Mm -hmm. Um, But what I really loved is I'm in the season of life where I just don't have time to sit down and read a really long book or, like, paragraphs. So I found it really helpful that everything, like, there's pictures. I'm super visual. So all the pictures, (laughs) oh, my gosh, like, amazing. That goes back to our American Girl days also. That's um, probably why I loved a... American Girl when I was yeah. little. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a, um, a book editor, a colleague of ours, that um, she had a daughter who was like the perfect age for American Girl. And so she would bring home her manuscripts to edit sometimes. And, you know, when they're in the initial form of just being flowed into the pages, especially for nonfiction, we have a lot of design. There's a lot of graphics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but when it's in that initial stage before it's designed and we're still just, you know, editing the words part of it, there's no pictures and there's no color or anything. It's just words on a page. And so 
she would bring it home and then her daughter would look at it and would be like, words, yeah. words, words. <laughs> and, that, and that always sticks with me um, a lot. When she had told us that story, you know, we all laughed. We thought it was funny because obviously there's no design there. But um, the bigger part is that, you know, the way that you take in information is so often not just mm-hmm. reading. Like there has to be visuals there to support that information or um, visuals to help uh, clarify a message that just, you know, it's like, it's sometimes it's like reading craft instructions right. or cooking instructions. Like sometimes you just need to see it done to understand what they're doing, you know? And so that's kind of the approach that we took with the book. We didn't want to age it right. down, obviously. This is still, you know, a book for an, for adults. But um, the fun part about writing nonfiction, in my opinion, is um, the puzzle piece of it all where I get to step back and say, okay, well, I could write this in a paragraph narrative, but what's a more fun way to digest this mm-hmm. information? So, you know, in the beginning of the book, um, instead of just reading about personalities and that kind of thing, like, well, let's do a personality quiz. We all yeah. love to do those mm-hmm. online. So, you know, let's put that in the book and, um, you know, flow charts and, um, you know, even just like graphs, like graphs in terms of like boxes, like um, all of that helps your brain to not only, um, interpret the information better, but also recall it later Mm. when you need it. So, you know, this isn't something where, you know, you always have to go back to the book. It's like you're, you're learning a technique and, you know, all of the ways that we designed the book, um, you know, were intentional and purposeful so that, you know, these are things that you use going forward uh, and actually, you know, in, implement into your into your work life yeah there were several things in there where i've heard them talked about in maybe a marketing course i've taken or on facebook groups that sort of thing and always wondered but how like it doesn't really Mm -hmm. make sense and so you had some examples in there that is like a light bulb went off it's like oh that helps me break it down so much i feel like it just (laughs) took a piece of like what was already giving me anxiety about something (laughs) And gave me the tools to handle it and not feel so overwhelmed. But I've also noticed lately I've been the type of reader that like reads the first couple sentences of a paragraph just to get like the main idea and skip over (laughs) when I'm like reading things. (laughs) And so you guys, I know you said you had trouble being concise, but you really were like everything was just very clear to the point. And I didn't feel like I was reading a lot of fluff that I didn't necessarily need. It was just like very straight to the point and well that would be thanks to our editor <laughs> right <laughs> there was uh, quite a bit of pop culture references that um you know jessica and i are in our 40s and you know maybe those pop culture references aren't as relatable to people in their 20s and um you know so she actually was her her name's melissa and she was great about kind of keeping us on point and cutting and cutting and cutting because <laughs> I, I did go on. I made sure everything was, you know, in a word doc to the number of pages needed. But when you put it on a, you put it in a book spread with design and all of that, and suddenly it was way too much content. So she helped us be concise. I can't, I can't really take credit for that. <laughs> she, she earned <laughs> her you have an editor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I loved it. Always and need someone to. especially just being a solopreneur, so helpful i'm excited to dig in more and do some of like the work and i like that i like when not that i need someone to hold my hand but it also is nice i feel like you're holding my hand like look you can do it just do these kind of like steps 
It's encouraging. Yes, it is very much so. Um, I loved the part about like you have an idea. Now you need to give it a name and that the three buckets. Yeah. Analogy. Our bucket list is. Yeah. Our bucket list is one of our um, go to brainstorm techniques. And um, unlike the bucket list of. Right. (laughs) It's it's all about um, basically, you know, when you need to name a product or a business or even just come up with a theme. Um, it's really about taking the words that sort of describe what you're trying to come up with, label mm-hmm. each bucket, and then you fill those buckets with words from a thesaurus. Like, so you don't even really have to do that much work. Um, the thesaurus does so much for you. But uh, what you'll find when you do that is that over time, you'll find that there are you can create more buckets um, just because you'll naturally kind of go down this rabbit hole. But then um, once all your buckets feel, you know, sufficiently filled, you'll go in and start doing wordplay and, you know, just combining those words and, and seeing where they go. And so that's it's that's the fun part. I mean, I've said it before. I'm a total word nerd <laughs> and I love crossword puzzles and things like that. And so um, getting to put those words together and sometimes just like, I mean, Jessica knows my thing is like, I just want to make people laugh and make myself laugh and so a I know, lot of I times did laugh. like I laughed out loud several times <laughs> yeah so it's just you know like sometimes that's you know it's maybe that's not where it ends but that's where it begins and so the whole process is you know we don't we're not trying to take ourselves so seriously it's it's not a corporate brainstorm yeah. where you have to be like oh I have to impress somebody it's all about you and so um what you come up with is yours and you know you get to have fun with it and um, so we hope that, you know, that works for people because we found so far it works for yeah. you know people that have tried it. And, and so um, it's definitely an easy one to go start with. So do you do these types of things like person to person with people where it's almost like a business coaching? Um, so, yes, that's what we used to have a service called Coffee and Ideas. Um, and that was sort of a one on one consultant um, situation where either Jessica or I or both of us would sit down with a small business. Um, usually it's just a one person. And they would, before we would meet, we would have them fill out sort of a client questionnaire. And then um, based on that, Jessica and I would do some of our own brainstorming first on, you know, they could be anything from, you know, they were stuck about something personal in their life. You know, they maybe they wanted to, um, you know, buy a new home but didn't have mm-hmm. you know the money to do so so they needed to figure out you know new ways to do that or um, if it was the business side that they were looking for how to better market their product in an oversaturated you know industry or they were um, you know looking to name something but didn't know how to come up with a name so those people we would meet with um, after we did our own brainstorm and then it was like about you know like a two-hour kind of talk through session where we would go through our results and then brainstorm with that person. So essentially what you were sort of talking about before, like you don't have another person to bounce those Mm -hmm. ideas off of. So this gives them that opportunity to, you know, not only bounce ideas off of, but hear other people's ideas and other people's input. Because what we often found is that, um, and this is true for ourselves, even it's like, we don't often see what's right in front of us Mm -hmm. and what you know, it seems yeah. like so obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we would meet with these people, um, they, you know, they were like, oh, duh. You yeah. Know? When it was like, it's just, yes. for us, it was like, yeah, duh. How did you see this? But 
we see it all the time. And in fact, you know, we do it with ourselves where, you know, I'm stuck on something and I'll go to Jessica and she'll be like, no, you need to do this. And it's like, yeah, God, how did I not see that? So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how we worked that. What would be your biggest piece of encouragement to the solopreneur? Oh, I'm big on the non-comparison game. Mm -hmm. I think Carrie is as well. Of course, we both struggle with it. Um, But I think everyone gives that advice. And I think it's really true. Like, it's so easy to go down that path of comparing. Um, But there's, there's room for everyone. And there's, we're big into community over Mm -hmm. competition. So, you know, I think we're all in this together and we're all, you know, welcoming of each other and each other's talents. Yeah, for sure. I was just talking with a friend last night who uh, has a jewelry business. Um, She's been on this podcast as well, but how we're actually talking about the gains, uh, Chip and Joanna, since we're from Waco. And how we listen to their story, like this, I don't think they could have ever imagined that they'd be doing what they are doing right now, but how even she started it, I think like 12, 13 years ago. And there was even a time that she quit Mm. and didn't run her shop and then finally felt led to open it back up again. And how like right now, all we see is their success. And so it's really easy to just be like, wow, I'll never get there. (laughs) Or exactly. I how did they do it? Um, but realizing like it takes time and we have no idea what happened in the years leading up to the success as well. Um, and so it's such a dangerous place to compare because we're all in different parts of the journey, which is Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I started this podcast is to be able to see the different parts of it. So I've interviewed people who maybe just had an idea and they're not even doing that idea yet, but they want to, and they're taking steps towards it. And so I think it's so important to show all sides of it. Yeah, for sure. All right. You've talked a lot about working together on this book, and I feel like you've already touched on it, but what is something unique about each of you that you bring to the table? I, I'm i probably more patient than Carrie. <laughs> probably <laughs> being a strong word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I think sometimes... Um, you know, even just reacting to something, we we can bring a, this is for both of us, we bring a different perspective to, mm-hmm. let's say a client emails something and, you know, I email Carrie like, were they being rude? I, you know, and she'd be like, oh, no, no, you know, this is how I interpreted it. So I think we both bring That's a really different helpful. perspective. Yeah, totally. And I think that works um, both ways. Um, so patience definitely i i bring a little bit more of that to the table yes i bring no patience <laughs> um and i would say that you know i think from i you know just kind of backing off from like the serious stuff is that that's that's where we both shine is that we know how to have fun mm-hmm. and we know how to um i mean even like you know Jessica had mentioned before like we had to have some hard talks and um, you know, those are never easy, whether you're having them with a friend, right. a business partner, a spouse, right? But I will always say that I never walked away from any of those hard talks thinking that like, well, that was awful and I never want to do that again. Because every time we did that, we were still always laughing at the end mm-hmm. and, you know, like could kind of come back around and make jokes about stuff. And so like we, 
you know, we take things seriously, but we also don't take them so seriously that, you know, we we're sacrificing ourselves or our friendship or right. that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we're huge lovers of like 90s hip hop and <laughs> um, really terrible, like, you know, uh, reality TV shows. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's often hard for us to sometimes get started in, you know, like the work part because right. we'll be catching up on all this, you know, kind of, you know, stupid stuff, but stuff that makes us laugh and, you know, so yeah. it's hard to transition from the fun sometimes and be the, you know, the professionals that we need to be. <laughs> and obviously this is just when it's just the two of us. Right. Um, but I think, you know, that's something that um, I help to foster a lot too, yeah. is just because, like I said earlier, like, I really like to laugh. I like to make other people laugh. I don't like to be serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same. I'm super immature. <laughs> so, um, you know, so when things do get, you know, too kind of overwhelming or, or whatnot, like I do try to find some ways. to just be Absolutely. And, and yeah. Jessica's always receptive to that. Every time. So I'm going <laughs> to guess Carrie's the extrovert. And Jessica is introverted. (laughs) Have you seen that meme that says, this is how introverts make friends? And it's like a little pie chart. But I think all of it says an extrovert adopted them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What's funny is that, um, you know, there's like the INFJs, Uh you know, all of that. And I used to be, when I was at American Girl, we had to do all of those tests and stuff. And my personality was INFJ, and it was just because in that environment, I really shut myself off because uh-huh. I didn't feel the ability to, you know, have that sense of humor be well-received and not seen as unprofessional in a sense. Right. And so um, I remember someone had me take the test again after I was, you know, already doing freelance writing and, you know, running Wonder and and I was an ENFJ after that. And it was just really funny because I, when I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I didn't want to be extroverted in that situation. Yeah. But, you know, I feel so much more comfortable, obviously, working for myself and um, in my own comfort. I know that the E stands out a lot more. Yeah. And it just makes sense. I, <clears throat> I can't shut up. So. <laughs> I think I'm ENFP. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so not much different. I always say, I'm like, I feel like my husband's the complete opposite of whatever (laughs) I am. (laughs) That's why we balance each other out. So, yeah, I'm actually a lot more like Jessica's husband. That's funny. You know, I've noticed that in our friend groups that, yeah, I like, I have one couple friend in mind that I'm like, me and the husband are like super similar. And then my friend and my husband are way more alike. So it's funny. It even happens in friendships. Yeah, yeah it totally <laughs> does. Well, there's, you know, it's all about striking a balance. Yep. And so, you know, I think we definitely balance each other out really well. And yep. so um, I don't know if it would work if we were both so me you know yeah yeah right yeah that would be awful well I think even just like reading your book and interviewing you two that it's very evident how close you are in your friendship and I love that because I think sometimes people could be hesitant to like working with someone but you're proof that it could work it can and you just have to be able to communicate yeah just as with any relationship exactly communication is key 
is. And I'm the kind of person, I hate hard conversations. I just, like, want to curl up in a ball and hide. Oh, yeah. But I'm learning <laughs> that, like, you ha- if you want to see any growth, you have to. Like, it's just a part of the walk and the journey is to deal with the hard stuff. Um, exactly. But it gets better. It does. All right. So I always love to end our conversations with a little fun get to know you question. And I would love to know three things that you're enjoying right now. Okay. So three things that I'm enjoying right now. I've been really into making pom-poms lately. Like the yarn ones? Like the yarn ones. <laughs> I and made a bunch of those for Christmas. <laughs> I They are all over my house. There is yarn everywhere. <laughs> it is like a yarn bomb went off in here and it's crazy. Um, I've also been getting stuff from Stitch Fix lately, which oh, I've yeah. done in the past, but I'm doing again. And that is super fun, having clothes show up at your doorstep. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, a third thing. Ooh, let me think. Let me think on the third thing. Carrie, why don't you think <laughs> of three? <laughs> okay. Um, I, this is actually really hard because I feel like the book promotion stuff we've been doing is like <laughs> not fun. So, no, not fun. And, and it's not that like this is fun. This yes. part, but like all the like pre work yes. to it, you know, to get to this part is is the like. Whew, so I feel like naps are like number one. Oh, is that I love allowed? a good nap? <laughs> yes. Right. I the other day I had a nap um, like on the weekend, and my dog had been sick, and so. He was cuddled up with me and it was like one of those like I woke up and like the sun was shining outside and like he was just so peaceful and I felt peaceful and I'm like that was the best nap ever so um I really uh enjoy naps probably more so than I should um the second thing would be I really enjoy watching Shark Tank lately I'd never watched it so good <laughs> I, I didn't really watch it on TV. Um, I've just been watching it in sort of like reruns, you know. And um, the first season is terrible, but I know. You know like, I feel like I watched the yeah. like opening credit or yeah, the opening scene for it. Um, oh, because it popped up. I know after like a show I had watched, and I was like, wow, this was really bad. Yeah. So it's come a long way. Um, we do I really love Shark Tank. The- We're huge fans. Yeah, the more recent episodes are, like, my favorite, especially when they have, like, different guests on. Um, I just like to see everybody's style. I think mm-hmm. I'm a big Mark Cuban fan now. I didn't think I ever would have been, um, but he, he's probably my favorite shark. So that's that's number two. And then um, number three, I would say, is probably reading, which isn't new necessarily for me. I'm a, I'm a big reader, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been reading more nonfiction books, which is funny because I write nonfiction, so I usually don't read them very often. But um, I like to read them or I I like to like I've been checking into those more now where usually I would kind of escape with fiction. I still read fiction, but um, I'm just trying to be a little bit more, you know, open minded, I guess, about what is out there. So those are my three. And I've got my third, and it's Hallmark movies. And even though it's not Christmas anymore, I am still full on Hallmark. Mode. I love it. <laughs> Jessica could listen to Christmas music all season or all could. year long. Okay, yeah. well, it's March fifth when we're yes. recording this, and my children call Santa on Google oh. every single day. They still I ask me them. when he's coming. 
like oh, still asked to listen spirit. to Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> Sorry, they li- asked to listen to Jingle Bell Rock every day, and I'm like, guys, it's not Christmas. It's still they like come it's gonna be a while. Me. <laughs> I think they're yeah. confused because it's still cold, right? <laughs> so I think once the weather warms up, they'll they'll understand that Christmas is over. The other day we did have a nice sunny day. It was like 70 degrees. And my daughter had asked if we could go swimming. I was like, I wish we could, but it's still, it's colder than you think. The water would yeah. not be pleasant. Um, <laughs> where can my listeners find you on social media? And uh, tell us a little bit more about the book and when it's coming out. So um, you guys can find us at wonderideastudio.com is our website. And on there is a link for the book. So there's four different places you can purchase the book from, uh, through. It, you can pre-order right now because the book comes out April 30th. So if you pre-order, you should have it in your hands on April 30th. Um, after that, order as usual. And then for social media, we basically stick to Facebook and Instagram. And you can find us at Wonder Ideas. Like seriously, your book looks so good. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It was so fun. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you it was so great much. talking with you. Yeah, we had so much fun. We really appreciate you having us on the show.